2: I'll tell you, I am fired up today because... How about them Bears?
4: Dan Weiderer, Dan Weiderer from the Chicago Tribune again.
2: Bears Beat Report, an
1: enterprise writer for the Chicago Tribune. This story by Dan Wieterer, it's... Obviously
4: very well reported.
2: Covering the Bears for 670 the score and 2400 sports.
4: I've said this before, playing quarterback in the NFL is a lot like marriage. It's not about being a hero all the time. It's about limiting your mistakes. And and if you do make a mistake, <laughs> make, sure, make sure it's not a catastrophic one. We'll
1: mention this mainly because Chicago Tribune writer Dan Weirer said we would mention this nugget. We want it to be a fast Friday and a fast focused Friday.
2: Dan Weederer. His name is Dan Weeder. Wieter time. Weedzy. With Danny and Speeds. Weederer time. Bears. The Take the North pod. Dan
5: Weeder talks football with you. Huh.
1: Dan Weeder is brought to you by Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electric. For all the right reasons, call 866-4SEASONS. Also by your local Ford dealer. Shop now at buyfordnow.com. We still have... Uh, Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel tickets to give away before we are out of here. Hub is going to join us at five o'clock. We will pick games against the spread against our children.
2: I got a brand new car in
1: 40 minutes. That's not what is the cue to call. Uh, But Dan Wieter is with us on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. And there's just one or two things to talk about. What's up, Dan? (laughs)
4: I don't feel like I've talked to you guys in a really long time based on holidays and vacations and everything else. There's a lot of catching up to do and then a lot of forward-looking to do because, my God, is this the most active time uh, in my entire time on the Bears beat in terms of storylines and compelling storylines. It is
1: insane how much there is. How much does your gut and your reporting and your connections tell you that the result and the performances within this game affect the big-picture
4: decisions? They do, uh, yeah. I would tell you that my gut tells tells me that they do affect uh, the decisions. Now they're not the only evidence that will be taken into account, but um, I do think that this is a quote unquote moment for the Bears on Sunday, and it's an opportunity for the people that have the most at stake to show what they're made of and who they are in moments, you know. And so I do think that uh, the people that will be making the decisions, most significantly Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, will be dialed in on a lot that happens within Sunday's game to add to their long file uh, that they will be doing their performance reviews on. And then um, what I've been trying to condition the audience for is that this decision, uh, particularly as it relates to the coaching staff, might not be readily available on Monday morning or Monday afternoon or Monday night or even at any time Tuesday. I think there is going to be Hmm. a methodical and deliberate approach to this in which they um, make absolutely sure that they've talked through every last detail in their decision-making process, uh, before rubber stamping a decision.
2: Well, is that connected to the quarterback
4: choice? Well, I look like I, I think the quarterback decision's got a a much longer rope. (laughs) Like you don't, you don't have to make a, any kind of judgment or decision on that for a while and so i speaks i think this is where this gets most complex because these two things are coming up at the same time the conversations you have about what you want to potentially do at quarterback has to marry up with what you potentially want to do with your coaching staff and so I, i that's where it gets muddy and 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 you just have to make sure that whatever path you go down keeping the two guys that are here now um swapping them both out or doing a, a mix and match either way you want to do it you have to make sure that the vision is married up so that whoever is coaching your football team in 2024 has the exact same sort of plan and vision that you have for taking whoever is going to be the quarterback for your team going forward and 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 launching that and that's where it gets a little bit more difficult but the, the,
1: those two guys you, you mean poles and, and or, or Fluce and getsy those are the two guys you mean
4: no, no, I, I mean Fluce and, and Justin. I, okay. I, I, I think those are the two biggest decisions um, that that need to be made.
1: So you think it is still in play that Matt Eberflus is fired?
2: I do. Okay.
1: Wow. And what did you make of Ian Rappaport's reporting from, at this point, whatever it was, 10 days ago?
4: Yeah, I think that uh, this is another one of those cases where if you um, – Look at the tweet, you have one feeling. If you read what the tweet links to, you have another feeling. Agreed. Because I think within his story, it said something about, uh, so long as the Bears can continue to finish strong, you know. And if you go up to Green Bay and you've got this quote unquote moment that we're talking about, and you've got a 10 point lead in the late third quarter, and you walk out of there with a loss and your rival is celebrating a, a playoff appearance, you're going to have a different feeling about everything. And that's going to factor into your evaluations and your judgments. And so, um, I think again, like I think that they are, uh, um, going to be calculated i think they're going to be deliberate i think kevin today uh, from the audio i've heard from luries used the word methodical i think that's in his dna and i think that's going to be part of sounding through all of this to figure out what is the, the best approach again I think what needs to be emphasized and reemphasized and stressed again is that this is about setting the bears up for sustainable success over a long period of time. And it's not just getting that, that quick hit in 2024 that makes everybody feel good.
1: They, they, they said that Kevin Warren was going to speak next week. You said it might not happen Monday when it's normally, you know, black Monday in the NFL, when the coaches get fired, you can't wait too long, right? Cause when these guys get fired, other people can start getting hired. So, I mean, do you, when do you expect polls and Warren
4: to speak? Sometime next week. And I had this conversation with, with David on the podcast this afternoon that I think a lot of times in uh, the media and in the fan base, we get kind of naturally revved up because it's like, okay, the next thing, the next thing, let us know what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. There is no correlation between how long you wait to fire a coach and how long you wait to hire him. That that equates to – making the right decisions. And so uh, I don't think they're going to fall significantly behind in any sort of search if that's what they want to do. I don't think that they're going to, you know, be in danger if they take an extra day or two to make sure they're making the absolute right decision. And so, um, you know, probably a good thing to message today that like this could, this could drag out next week and it'd be great for you guys because you'll have a lot to talk about Um, For several days and then literally at this time next week we're going to know everything and then we're going to go okay yeah now we've got it and I've said for a while now that I'm as interested in the explanations of the decisions as I am in the decisions themselves, because I need to hear. Uh, clarity and vision and things that make sense to me on why they chose to do what they choose to do.
2: Boy, it's a fascinating thing, Dan, because all of us uh, have been in position where we feel like we need to make a decision. Are you in or you out on coach? Are you in or you out on quarterback? And of course these guys don't need to make it until this game is done and things are done, but they still don't even need to make it then. So (laughs) the methodical approach makes all the sense um, in the world Because if I were Kevin Warren, I would be tempted to do what so many have talked about. If I'm going to do the quarterback thing, then go ahead and do the full slate thing and really get continuity under Ryan Poles in every possible way. Do you think that's attractive to him?
4: Uh, Look, I I think anything that gives them uh, an opportunity to ultimately stand on a a stage with confetti and roger goodell and a trophy at some point is appealing to them and so i think it's about figuring that out collectively on like what do we think we need here what do we think we need in terms of quarterback support you know which is going to be a popular topic for all of us over the next four months to uh, make sure that you not only choose a quarterback but then choose to support him in a way that allows him to have maximum success and so i i I think that that that's critical to, to sound that out and figure out what are your options what's plan a what's plan b what if this guy is available do we want him at all costs if he's not which direction do we want to pivot i go back to you know Kevin Warren, when he took the job here and expressed some of his vision and his philosophy, it was about, uh, you know, assembling a team of energized driven and hardworking people and then finding ways to empower them and position them for maximum success that is true all across the building but it's no more important than what you do with your head coach and your quarterback and the coordinator that you put between them um and and so that this is huge i mean like this is a again a a landmark time in bears history uh with an opportunity here and as you guys have talked about all week in, in in a very uh detailed fashion like this is this is an opportunity here that I think we all hope we look back on in a decade and say, that was it. That was the turning point. And we fear that we'll look back on it in a decade and go, remember all the errors that were made in that, in that process. But I think um, you've got people here now in power that are going to make sure that, that, that the decision is made with deep thought uh, and a lot of things considered.
1: All right. We're talking to Dan Wieter, take the North podcast, the Trib, the score. Uh, you texted me that you think that we are aligned here, not to reveal too much, uh, but I don't think that that does. So what I – are you saying that – what do you think they will do? What do you think they should do? We, I'll, I'll let you uh, set it up first.
4: Well, like so, like, I've heard you throughout the week um, just kind of discuss the idea of being willing to – sacrifice good for a shot at great yes you know and as it relates to the quarterback position it makes all the sense in the world to explore that now i think we're probably all three of us are in lockstep with the idea that you still have a ton of homework to do on the 2024 quarterback class. Like yes. that process is going into its most critical stages, you know, over the next 10, 11, 12 weeks. And and that homework is going to be influential in what you ultimately decide, but you can't be scared to do that homework because you're uh, afraid that you might fail, you know, and you might take a big swing and it, it doesn't, connect like your goal here is to do what the bears haven't done in in 35 years which is put together a stretch of four or five uh consecutive playoff runs the chance to be in the playoffs you know nine times out of 12 years whatever it may be and be one of these teams that's constantly a player and the teams that are most often a consistent player in the playoff race are the teams that get the quarterback locked in and then ride that wave out for a decade or longer, you know, we're seeing it now in Kansas city. We're seeing it now in Buffalo. I think the Bengals feel like they're on that, that path and that trajectory. And so, um, yeah, like I, th- I, I think what you've said about that marries up with, with what I've said and with what people around the league have, have said as well, that that's gotta be there. I think your response to my text uh, of us being on the same page was, I knew this was going to be a weird 2024.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. Go- it, it's going to be, it's going to be a strange one. Um, Justin Fields, has he been good enough for you to believe that he can
4: be great with more support? See, I'm in this this mindset of good enough isn't good enough, you know, and and so like I I have not seen like. For me it it comes down to what's what's dominating your timeline right now. It's so, well you have to make your first kind of declaration of confidence in a quarterback after season 3 when the fifth year option comes up. There is literally no one in the league that is advocating for the Bears to exercise that fifth year option, which tells you that there hasn't been enough shown on the field to this point to feel like that is the guy that we can absolutely see springboarding to the next level so that uncertainty gives you pause you know and and the uncertainty with with the nuance of the uncertainty it comes from um something we'll see on sunday you know for example they, he's going to face a team that plays heavy zone coverage for three seasons he's been not good at facing heavy zone coverage and so it's going to be a good test on okay does your growth marry up to things that certain teams are going to challenge you to do at a high level the fourth quarter numbers documented in my piece earlier this week everyone on the around the league looks at those and goes whoa you know that is terribly concerning that that this quarterback hasn't risen to the moment in the fourth quarter to put together consistent productivity in known passing situations and game on the line moments um the pocket presence it's gotten a lot better there's been absolutely undeniable growth from this quarterback this season it's been encouraging um i i commend him for all the work he's put in but it hasn't been this you know people in july and august were saying is he going to be in the mvp conversation he hasn't been in the mvp conversation for a single day during the 2023 regular season all of those things kind of marry up to say okay let's explore What could be greater than this? So I'm not in the good enough track right now, Danny, uh, until something in the vetting of the 2024 quarterback class tells me that I've got to settle for good enough.
2: You know, I keep thinking about what this one source said in your Chicago bears confidential piece about fields, which is you sit there and watch it. You ask yourself, why in the world is he not making these throws? in terms of the ones he doesn't make, usually against the zone, the anticipatory stuff. The source goes, is it he's still limited processing, or is it because he's scared to throw an interception? He seems so gun-shy to throw the ball into traffic. This dovetails with what Kurt Warner tells us when we finally made him declare the other day. He said he doesn't have that anticipatory thing, and I would move on. And I wonder if that's where polls is and, and... and it you just you have to move on if you don't see it yet it might develop but you can't just sit there and wait and hope it develops
4: right and and you know some of these were known flaws when he when he came into the league you know and you were hoping to see more dramatic progress or more significant progress than you have and so um you, the thing that's kind of driven me nuts about the city's uh conversation on this topic is these people that go well the you know if you draft a quarterback it's not a sure thing agreed 100 it's never a sure thing it's there is a risk involved there is a leap of faith involved but the current thing that you have going on is not a sure thing either if you promised me that justin fields week 17 against atlanta was the quarterback we were going to see from justin fields on the regular for the next four years i'd say sign it up right now end the discussion trade the pick get a, a stockpile of draft capital to work with and, and surround the team for him but th- th- that that's uh, a strange conclusion to draw when the inconsistency has been so consistent, you know, it's been consistent inconsistency for three years uh, where we kind of get intoxicated by, by the the best games and then try to downplay the poor games. It's like, this is this league. It's, it's a tightrope, you know, to get from one side to the other inconsistency doesn't work. And so uh, that, that, that's one thing that that the the decision makers here have to keep in mind.
2: Is it possible that Ryan Poles and Luke Getze are aligned in what they want a quarterback to be? And Justin's not it. Like could Getze stay when they get a new quarterback?
4: I don't think that has has a Ryan Poles stamp on that. I think that it would be part of the discussions that they would have with Matt Eberflus uh, early next week. Um, you know, I think Matt will probably be given his chance to have his say in his performance review early next week, and then part of that will be okay if you know if we decide to keep you as our as head coach in 2024, what is your plan for the offense? What is your plan for the coordinator position? What is your plan for whatever quarterback we have, whether it be Justin or a drafted quarterback? Um, I, I would put that as kind of the longest of shots that Luke would be back in in 2024, but I think that would be entirely up to Matt uh, and then up to Ryan to, to decide whether that that marries up with what he wants or he wants to to go in a new direction.
1: Okay, so because I was going to I want to talk some like quick hypotheticals here like if if Eberflus and Getze are back is that an indicator that Fields is back
4: um I don't nah, neither way neither way I don't think it's an indicator either way
1: really okay interesting if Eberflus is back and Getsey is not is that an indicator on Fields or drafted quarterback I don't think so If and Getzi are gone, is that an indicator either way?
4: In my opinion, yes, because I think in that scenario, uh, based on people that I've talked to around the league, this job has infinite more appeal for someone coming in and getting to choose their own quarterback rather than inheriting one. Right. Uh, I think that there's an understanding that like you want to try to be the guy that gets in on the ground floor with somebody and takes them where they want to go rather than trying to um, be somebody that rescues somebody in a do-or-die season in year four.
1: So to me, that one is the easiest one, and I'm in complete agreement with you on that. If they fire both the coaches, it also means that they're cleaning house most likely with the quarterback. But I guess what I would not understand is If you are going to draft, let's just call him Caleb Williams, even though obviously it could be Drake May or someone else. But if you are going to say, we can do better than Justin Fields with a quarterback at number one overall, we'll assume it's Caleb Williams. I cannot possibly get behind the best coach in the world possible to coach him is Matty Berfloos and Luke Getze. So I don't know why it wouldn't at least indicate that it's more likely that Fluce and Getsy would lead to Justin as opposed to drafting a quarterback?
4: I don't disagree with anything you said there. Um, I, okay. I'm just kind of in wait and see mode to see where they go with that. But I don't disagree with you. And I think there's people in the league that ask that as well as is, is what what would um, prompt you to believe that Matt had the formula, you know, the the glowing treasure chest of quarterback development plans when really nothing in his coaching background ever has Led you to believe that he has that.
1: And the but ap- if you're going to stay with Field I'm sorry, Steve. I'm no, sorry.
2: On. No, you're good.
1: good, you're good. No, no, I'm if you're, but if you're going to stay with, if you are going to stay with Fields and you believe st- that Atlanta is right and he plays well against Green Bay and you're going to trade the number one pick and get
4: all these traffic, then then you then you then you probably try keep to them. at least keep, keep well at least keep some form of continuity. You know, there has to be some form of continuity because I think it would be kind of reckless to. Go into season four with a you know just a, starting a fresh. So you could get know, rid of Getsy
1: and promote Janoco or something like that, so that the system's the same, the terminology's the same, but it's a new voice in his ear. Something yeah, or like fi- that. or
4: find somebody that runs something very similar that you think you know a lot. A lot of different options there. Yeah. Okay, because
1: yeah, it would strike me as a pretty tough hire uh, to be the offensive coordinator with a head coach attached, right. and a fourth-year quarterback attached. I, I,
2: absolutely, because you would Correct. you would need to, to feel like Iberflus had more than one year. You don't want to go into some place where you're feeling like in one year all of a sudden Correct. everything could be turning over. That, I'm intrigued by this idea of both Iberflus and Getze being let go next week, and you don't have quarterback clarity, but it sure feels like it's, it does mean that you're going to draft. Then are you competing with the Los Angeles Chargers for Jim Harbaugh? at at, at that point you know and and because you would need to do that kind of thing to maybe establish unless you set it behind closed doors as they're going through their methodical process but but if you do that then all of a sudden you're competing for the very very best at the highest level
4: yeah well and, and like the the other name that is red hot right now and for legitimate reasons is ben johnson in detroit and now like his timeline's different because the Lions are in the playoffs and the new rules in the NFL this year are you can't have an in-person interview with a coaching candidate whose team is in the playoffs until after the divisional round. So it'll push the the, the coaching hiring timeline back a little bit this year, which is going to be great for us reporters who are looking for a little bit of breathing uh, in the early parts of the offseason uh, to push everything back. And then we'll be in OTAs before you know it. But no, that's that's part of this. Right. And and so you certainly I, I'm confident that Kevin and Ryan have their individual and collective wish lists for coaches that if they were to make a change that they'd want to reach out on uh in minute 1 of day 1 that the the, the vacancy is open and then you just kind of kind of follow where it goes from there.
2: There's your David Ross, Craig Council Comp is that the season ends and they don't fire Matt Ehrberflus and they say something nice and then 3 weeks later when Ben Johnson and the Lions are eliminated all of a sudden ah! And there you go, and here comes Ben Johnson with a clean slate. It slide. won't be
1: three weeks; they wouldn't do that. Well, the Lions oh, we wouldn't
2: not. last three weeks.
1: No, you, an NFL team wouldn't string along a head
4: coach like that for three weeks.
2: Baseball team just did, you know?
4: Yeah, I, I don't think that. I don't think that's likely. I, I truly believe that uh, next week on Friday when we're talking, it's, it's going to be a totally different landscape, um, and we're going to have so much to so much to unpack in terms of what we've heard and what we've seen in, in uh, Week 19. What are you picking
1: for week 18?
4: Uh, I think Studs' soul fell out of his body when I gave this prediction on the podcast, but I actually predicted in the interest of theater that <laughs> a close game at Lambeau Field would have the ball in the hands of Justin Fields in the offense in the final three and a half minutes with a small deficit and a chance to go down the field and, and rewrite everything. And then I told him I picked Packers 24, Bears 22, and it was uh, not a pretty scene on the podcast. Oh, what a heel. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> uh, all right.
1: All right. That would, that would be maximum intri- intrigue. Where are you guys at with scores for the weekend? I think it's going to be low scoring um i i you know fields against the zone and the bears defense be, being improved so i'm like more, more in like the 17 16 uh bears kind of kind of a sin
2: uh dan i'm 12 and 4 uh picking bears games <laughs> um and i haven't given away my pick for free we're doing parkins versus parkins versus spiegel oh. versus spiegel
4: at 440 listen in oh my god okay i'll be i'll probably be on the drive home so I'll i'll, I'll catch that that's perfect
1: uh, but Owen has a much better against the spread record than Spieggs on the year. Thanks so. for pointing that Fact, out. Factor that in. <laughs> Getting wait, beaten wait, by a
4: three-year-old. I haven't followed Danny. I know you, the 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 red-hot heater early. Where where did that end up?
1: Uh, right now I am 23 13 and 3 against the spread for the season. But And it was
4: 15 and 0 to start? It was
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh no. Yeah, so so you could do the math there. But yeah, so it was 15 is, uh, and 0 to start.
2: Owen's 23 14 and 2. He's hot on Dad's tail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dan, so, it was I, 15 and 0 to start until he had our video guy Kevin Lapka make a super cut of all of his wins <laughs> and then it went 0 and 3. That's right. That, oh, That's six. usually
4: how things work for me too when I when I get into toot toot territory of honking my own horn. Yeah. Well,
1: we, we have to do it every day, at least I do, in this job.
4: I love that podcast. AJ Pruszynski does it, 2-2 two, two Territory. <laughs> 2, two, two territory. <laughs> That's really good.
1: All right, Dan, thank Try you. Again. Good stuff.
2: All
4: right, guys, enjoy the weekend.
1: All right, that's Dan Wieter from the Trib and the Take the North podcast. We'll talk to him next week and what he says will be an entirely different landscape. We pick games against the aforementioned children <laughs> oh my God. in 15 minutes. There's like
2: 40 hypotheticals about what could happen on Monday. Yes. and okay. and, and or Tuesday, or at least by Friday, unless it doesn't happen by Friday. <laughs> All right, good.
1: Good to know. Hey. It's what, true. A guy used to call our coach arrogant. Now he's uh, singing the praises. It's going to be weird next on the score. Parkins and Spiegel show
5: flashback. In the postseason, it became serious. The 15-1 Bears had earned home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Against the Giants, the first big play didn't come from the defense or the offense. It came from a sudden gust of wind off Lake Michigan.
1: Bears will get good field position. Oh,
5: he this! Oh, this is the football. He missed it. this field. All All right. Right. it's Sean Gale. I've never seen a punt Sean, he just missed
4: the punt. He
5: missed the ball.
4: Maybe it was the wind in Soldier Field.
5: Maybe it was the gods above. I don't know what it was. It's pretty amazing how the wind just took it, and uh, the next thing I know, Sean Gale had it in the end zone. Woof! 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 Woof!
1: Highlight and the song hit me in the vibe there. 38 years ago today. It's wild. NFC
2: divisional playoff. The Giants Sean Landetta claims a gust of wind. <laughs> do you know how short Bear weather? Do you know how short a distance it is from where you drop the ball to where you kick the ball? Yeah. That's not what happened. If you watch the replay, yeah. there's like five bears all lined up on the left side of the defensive line. And he didn't want to admit it, but he got freaked out. Sure. Because the Bears' defense was the Bears' defense, and they came charging, and he got freaked out, and he freaking whiffed on a punt, dude, and Sean Gale picked it up. Shortest punt return touchdown in the history of football, I think. I was, don't think it would be much shorter. It was like two yards, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. a,
2: a gust of wind. No way, Landetta. He got scared for good reason. And Wayne Larravee on the call.
1: Wayne Larravee on the call. More arrogance by Matt Nagy. God.
2: What a career Wayne has had, huh?
1: A traitor? I know.
2: Yeah, 85 is his first year doing Bears games. I know. It's a good start. the
1: Bulls games. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the most important voices of my youth. Mm-hmm. I was calling these Packers games and talking trash until today when he just all of a sudden tune in and there's that, that golden voice throwing all sorts of bouquets and flowers at the Bears. I mean, pick one, anyone, Tanny, about how, how glowing Wayne Larravee
5: is about the Bears. This parallels, you talk about parallels, the parallels exactly where the Packers were one year ago, uh, heading into the 18th week of the NFL season. All they needed to do is beat the Detroit Lions, uh, and they make the playoffs. And, you know, so with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, they were unable to get that done. And this is the same situation, um, albeit a different team and a different starting quarterback, but nonetheless, same situation against a team that to me, and I don't know if you guys are too close to the forest to see the trees, but the Bears are right about to turn this corner once and for all. They've got pieces in place. They have a team that has really come on and a team that's playing very much like the they're exactly where the Lions were a year ago. You understand? Yep. And they're looking for a signature win to catapult them to the next level. And and this would be it this for the Chicago be Bears. It.
2: Wow, that is triggering on a on a number of fronts. Um, first of all, he said the pieces are in place. That gives me rough Dave Wanstead memories for the 90s. Um, but that's Wayne Larravee, who's been very, very close to the situation, who says the Bears are close to finally... Finally, turning a corner, and when he says that, I feel like he's talking about what might have been the Matt Nagy mirage of 2018, and Nagy and, and Mitch. That this is like finally, as an organization, that sounds like Ryan Poles and love and, and overall infrastructure love.
1: I don't want to derail too much of it. Like the comp of the Lions, I get why they're using it, and with the records and the ability to win in Week 18 and keep the Lions, uh, the, the Packers out of the playoffs. There are obvious similarities mm-hmm. there. Jared Goff threw for 4,400 yards with yeah. 29 yeah. passing touchdowns yeah. and seven interceptions last year. It was different. It, you know he
2: Veteran quarterback, nice, nice and solidly entrenched. Didn't high have High-level,
1: consistent passing production from a quarterback that was completely entrenched. No, there was no talk of firing a coach. There was no talk of changing quarterback. And they were the, – the big shock was that Ben Johnson turned down head coaching interviews mm-hmm. to go back to being the offensive coordinator for another year in Detroit. So that, that part of it at the top – I understand. Doesn't hold as much water to me. But it just kept going. Listen to this comp that he puts on the Bears defense.
5: It's nice to have Aaron Jones back. It's Not Aaron Jones, I'm sorry. The Packers don't need Aaron Jones. They need showtime. And that's what he has been. Aaron Jones has been showtime the last two weeks. So I I can't imagine the Packers would abandon that aspect of the offense just because uh, the Bears are very good against the run. Um, Let me say this, uh, uh, David. I think that – take a look at what the Bears did. When I saw Sunday night, I said, wow, they're giving up only 84 yards rushing a game. So I went back and I looked and said, that's like 85 Bears – type stuff yeah. i went back and looked up the 85 bears rush defense okay eight 82.6 yards per game three point six six per rush okay this year's bears team 84 yards flat rushing 3.7 yards per rushing attempt um they're doing 85 bears type stuff against the run so this isn't going to be easy but i think the packers can't abandon um the factor that aaron jones is But I think you also might see Aaron Jones a little bit more. Get him in space in the passing game a little bit and that type of thing. And maybe make a linebacker or two try to cover him. And that that might be something that could open some things up for the Packers. But I got to tell you guys, watching the Bears last night, I've watched their last three games. They're playing defense the way, you know, vintage Chicago Bears teams play defense. And I think it's remarkable what that staff has done. With this defense over over the course of this season, because they weren't <laughs> anything like that in the opener.
1: He's a plant. He just he 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 wants him to, to, to keep status quo and not dare for greatness. <laughs> settle settle for defensive oriented head coach, not 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 Danny, not dare to be great. I like defense in this
2: town. I, I do too. I, uh, I, d-
1: defense is great. Uh, d- when's the last dynasty that was propelled by defense? Uh
2: the Belichick Patriots up until the Brady and the offense opened it up. But it was so Belichick. Two,
1: so I so mean, two two of the six yeah. Super Bowls, and, and Brady has seven.
2: Okay, right. Well, don't you remember the four Super Bowls that the Ravens won? I yeah, don't, don't you remember, remember that? that? I
1: don't. You don't remember the I, last I, three? I, I don't. I don't remember all those
2: <laughs> Super Bowls. Whatever.
1: No, no I don't.
2: Well, were Eli Manning's Super Bowls? Were those about the offense? no no he won two yeah he okay. won two because Tom Coughlin established defensive culture and okay and I mean it's it, it's conceivable okay pally sure you know no no, yeah sure yeah. it's conceivable but yeah it's woo, it's <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's it's moving a lot as Wayne Laravee talks 85 Bears cops for the defense I got to admit okay you know.
1: well yeah that's why whoa <laughs> very exciting yeah. it's very exciting
2: what does he think about fields though that that would be your plant there if he's like he wants the bears to accept
5: status quo baby right here this way i'm really impressed with what they've done defensively and i think that's been the catalyst plus the quarterback's playing well you know the quarter mm-hmm. he's the most athletically gifted quarterback in the league bar none and, and i say that you know but now is he the best quarterback in the league I, I don't know. The, the, I, I don't, I, I can't tell you that because to me, I see he throws a beautiful ball. He he has accuracy outside the pocket on the move. Sometimes the ball gets there late. Sometimes the delivery is late. And I don't know if that's because he's slower in deciphering what the defense is doing and reading the defense, or if he just doesn't have a quick trigger, but I, I don't know. So, but I could tell you this, he's he's come along really nice and whatever, Whatever, uh, you know, he lacks in that, that feel for what the defense is doing and reading the defense, he can make up with athleticism in spades. So I, I think this guy, to me, I, I know they're, they've got the number one pick and they've got a tough decision coming up, but to me, Justin Fields looks like a fit for this team. Wow.
1: So, Wayne, in that context, you've been around a long time. You know how teams view draft picks and draft capital, and that number one overall pick. Do you expect the Bears to move on from Justin Fields? Would you – sounds like you would keep him and try to build around him.
5: It, it, uh, it all depends on what Ryan Poles and his lieutenants uh, believe is the upside of those picks in the draft. Caleb Williams and was who was the other kid? May out of Drake North May. Carolina. Yeah, Drake May. Yeah, Drake May. You know, I mean, th- what they're going to decide is this. They're going to say, okay, Caleb Williams or Drake May has a higher ceiling than Justin Fields. Now, they're not as good as Justin Fields right now because they haven't played in the league yet. But they're going to try to decide these kids have a higher ceiling than Justin Fields. And if they determine that, then they'll probably make that choice and and take the draft pick. Um, But, you know, that's – boy, that's really – that's shaky because, you know, how many number one pick quarterbacks have uh, bombed out? Or even second pick in the draft quarterbacks have bombed out in this league recently. So – um, you know, God bless them if they move on from fields, but they know what they've got with fields. Uh, it's a projection as to what you would get from a draft choice.
2: My goodness. It's a lot of praise. It's a lot of praise. And and around the industry, don't you feel like we've we've crossed <clears throat> the Rubicon to well above fifty percent of people in the industry saying keep fields or no? What do you I think? Don't.
1: I d I I don't nationally I don't get that. Perception. I think locally, for sure.
2: Locally, for sure. I right? think.
1: I think. I think locally, for sure.
2: And which is I, colored by all of our experiences, Bears fans, of
1: course. Yeah. Which is which is which is understandable. I I think that a lot of the national people would still say younger, cheaper, higher ceiling, better prospects. You you take that swing at quarterback writers
2: like thoughtful writers, yes, it, informed writers, <laughs> yes. But former players and former coaches. Yeah, yeah, four, yes. There's a divide. There's there, a there's, divide there, there. there. Yeah,
1: I mean, Alex Smith today. I'm not, I'm not at all saying that it's like 90-10 or anything. No. Alex Smith today is the latest who said, uh, build around Justin Fields, his ceiling is incredible. And so that's, no, and that's
2: not what he thought earlier in the year. Yeah,
1: very smart people uh, coming down on both sides of this. And the truth is there still is a lot of time to go on the... On the rookies. It is possible Mm -hmm. that there's skeletons in some closets here, and Ryan Poles lets someone else fall in love with them and he trades down. And if he makes that decision, that is exciting. If he drafts the quarterback, I know it'll be hard for a lot of us to say goodbye to Justin Fields, but that would be a guy that you trust as general manager saying, I got a guy who's much better than Justin Fields. Also, very exciting. You ready to finally reveal this Bears pick that's been available on the website for a couple of hours?
2: (laughs) Thanks for mentioning.
1: No problem. Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel. Next on the score.
4: What you got riding on this game?
0: My daughter. What
4: a gambler!
2: It's time for Parkins versus Parkins versus
4: Spiegel versus Spiegel. It's something. It, it, it's a newer type of uh, situation. And so
2: I'm confused. All I right. just, I've been hearing it's like, I feel like just this year. All right, I'm going to tell you. The segment where Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel pick NFL games against not only each other, but their own family. Oh, no. You want to tell people about your extra incentive?
6: I've been bribed with Pokemon cards, and that's just how it is. But I'm still doing it. So here I am. Because you're
1: trying this year, right? Yeah. Hey, what did you tell me this morning when you woke up?
6: But monster.
2: Just fathers and sons bonding over gambling on football. Where's my money,
0: Dad? I left it in there. What? How could you do that, Daddy? It was my money.
2: That's bad money. I don't want you to have that money. Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel on the Parkins and Spiegel show on 670 the score. Can you
1: say, Where's Ruben?
0: Where's Ruben?
1: <laughs> you can't find him in the picks? I can't. Is it because he's way below you? Yeah. All right, good point. <laughs> he just said he wanted to trash talk the kid that was in last place. <laughs> I don't know. Just it, it was totally his idea. So I'm 23-13-3 against the spread. Owen, a half game back, 23-14-2. You're 20-16-3. Ruben 16-22-1. First pick, Bears and Packers. Fields against the zone. Bears defense, the toughest test for Jordan Love in weeks. I will take under 45 total points in Bears and Packers. Owen Parkins, your first pick, sir. Alright, Owen, can you say Happy New Year, please?
0: Happy New Year! Oh,
1: I sound terrible. <clears throat> you ready to pick some winners? Yeah. Alright, who's the quarterback of the Bears?
0: Uh, Justin Fields.
1: That's right. Are you ready? Do you know who. Caleb Williams? Can you say Caleb Williams?
0: Yeah, Caleb Williams.
1: You think he's going to be any good? Yeah. Who do you like more, Caleb or Justin? Oh, Caleb Caleb, or Justin?
0: Caleb.
1: Okay. Who's going to win, Bears or Packers?
0: Bears.
1: The Bears are going to win. Okay.
2: Quiet down.
1: (laughs) He's just standing there with this, like, jug that holds some toys in it. Uh Going, open. Uh Open. I'm like, I'll get to you as soon as we get done gambling. I'm recording. All right, it's Bears plus three for Owen.
2: Bills, Dolphins on Sunday night. Old school vibes. Two of the first Miami quarterback to be a pro bowler since Dan Marino. Feels like Marino and Jim Kelly battling for the division. Give me the over on 48.5. That'll be fun to root for, too, with those offenses. Ruben, what's
6: your first pick? this has been crazy honestly i i just don't understand how how old is owen um three how a three year old is destroying everyone in football picks well he's second right now this is crazy he has beginner's luck that's what it is Sorry, it's kid- little toddler's luck. Little toddler's luck. Uh-huh. All right, it's embarrassing, isn't it? It really is, because I'm in last place. I know. I won't talk about it.
2: <laughs> OK. OK. Well, make some picks, though, kiddo. OK. Titans getting three and a half points against the Jaguars.
6: Well, I know that people think the Jaguars will win, and there is a chance that they need to win in case they, you know, go to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, however, the Titans—they're my guys. After the Dolphins failed me like seventeen thousand times, um, so I gotta go with the Titans.
2: Titans at home, getting three and a half. Mm-hmm. Got it.
1: Wow, I'm aligned with Ruben. Titans plus three and a half against Jacksonville. Tannehill's starting. Derek yeah, Henry's last game. Yes. Questions about Trevor Lawrence? I mean, come on. Titans have a little bit of pride. It could be Vrabel's last game if something goes really poorly, I suppose, there. They'll rally around it. Titans will cover that number. Oh, and your second pick, sir. Cowboys or Commanders?
0: Cowboys.
1: You like Cowboys? Yeah. What do you like about the Cowboys?
0: I like that when they win.
1: You like when they win? <laughs> Cowboys minus 13 and a half. He likes when they win.
2: Big number. Uh, Buccaneers giving four at Carolina. Here it is. The Baker Mayfield hero game. Fights through bad ribs. Hits 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns for the first time. Bucks win the NFC South. Give me the Bucks. Ruben, pick number two.
6: The Commanders against the Cowboys. Yeah. The Commanders in this game will not be commanding because they will be losing horribly. Okay. The Cowboys are gonna win by 14 points at least.
2: Wow. So Cowboys are gonna cover. Yes. The 13 and a half.
6: Yep. They sure
2: are. Against the non-commanding. They sure are. Commanders. Yep. Gotcha very sure of himself this week
1: all right well there's a, so i'm picking with ruben on one and owen's picking with ruben on one that's a bad sign for us uh <laughs> philly minus five and a half at the giants they've got a shot still to win the division i don't think dallas loses but they'll put it on uh, new york in a get right game where they're going to try against the giants heading into the postseason to try to turn their vibes around uh in philly Owen, oh, your last pick hey is it your birthday soon
0: I'm going to be four.
1: You're going to be four?
0: Yeah, four years old.
1: That's exciting. What do you want for your birthday?
0: A race car.
1: A race car, huh?
0: Like, it's so big.
1: A race car that's so big? Yeah. What are you going to do with it?
0: I'm going to race everywhere in the world.
1: You're going to race everywhere in the world? That's amazing. All right, last game, Steelers or Ravens?
0: Ravens.
1: Ravens are going to win? Yeah. Okay, do you like Lamar? What? Lamar Jackson?
0: Yeah.
1: What do you think? You think he's pretty good?
0: Come on, Dad, let's go party.
1: <laughs> all right, let's go party, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Say I love you. I love you.
0: I love you. I just want to
3: race,
2: Daddy.
1: <laughs> there you go. I thought it was potty.
2: Party? Potty. Party. Oh, God, so hard to tell.
1: Uh, Ravens plus three is his last pick.
2: Bears Packers. Been thinking about it all week. Justin has me. If he goes up there and kills it, I just don't see it happening against the Packers secondary playing a lot of zones smarter than Atlanta's dumbass uh, game plan. And Jordan Love does just enough. Green Bay wins it by four. Wow. I know. Sad. It's just how I feel. My boy, though, disagrees.
6: Do you guys remember that one time when Aaron Rodgers um, scored a touchdown on the Bears and said, we are, I still own you, I still own you.
2: Jackass. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't help it.
6: Aaron's gone. They don't own us anymore. In fact, they never owned us. He just has a big head. <laughs> Listen closely to what I'm about to say here. Puck the fackers.
2: Say it one more time.
6: Puck the Fackers. That's all there is to say. Bears.
1: Kid took the bears. What a meatball. <laughs> I love that. Good job.
2: Is Christine scripting these picks for him? No, no. That was he, really was, good. he was feeling it today. We did it in front of a microphone on the uh, computer instead of on the phone. He was feeling it.
1: Mr. Pfizer. <laughs> this segment of Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel brought to you by Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electric. For all the right reasons, call 866-4-SEASONS. It wouldn't be Bears-Packers without talking to Hub Arkish. We'll do it next on The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet?